Welcome to Nerdy and Flirty, a podcast designed to help you create a life that you love. It's nerdy with science-backed information, and it's flirty. It's fun, it's quick, it's straight to the point. My name is Cass, and welcome to your new favorite podcast. Happy February. Today we are talking about the love languages, but on yourself. Valentine's Day is right around the corner and the love is in the air. No matter what your relationship status is, there's romantic love, there's self-love, there's friendship love. This episode is for everyone. I don't care if you're in a relationship, situationship, marriage, single, complicated, it doesn't matter because every single person can benefit from a little self-love. Now, we all know self-love is important. Self-love is so important because if you can't love yourself, how can you expect to love anyone else and receive love from anyone else? Your relationship with yourself is the most important relationship you will ever have, and it's the only one that's really guaranteed in this world. And even if you meet that special someone and you have that perfect soulmate, your relationship with yourself does not go away. It is still so important in a relationship or not to have your own individuality, your own hobbies, your own interests, your own personality. Of course, we all want to find that special someone, but even when you have it, it's important to maintain your routines, your self-care, your self-love, all the things that make you you. There's no denying that self-love is important. But what does self-love actually look like? How do you actually apply self-love to yourself besides just buying yourself things and splurging and enjoying your different moments? In my opinion, self-love can be cultivated just like any other love can be cultivated, which is why we're going to use the love languages to talk about not only how you give love, but also how you receive love. So you may have heard of the love languages before. I know that it's a pretty popular topic, But there are five love languages, and the five love languages are physical touch, quality time, words of affirmation, acts of service, and gifts. And these five love languages were coined by Dr. Gary Chapman, who actually wrote the book called The Five Love Languages. In The Five Love Languages, he talks about the main idea that everyone has one dominant love language. This is the love language where you feel the most supported, the most validated, and the most loved. Now, the only thing that I really disagree with Dr. Chapman about is that I think I have all five. (laughs) I want all five love languages. I want physical touch. I want quality time. I want them all, okay? But in his book, he explains that there is at least one that kind of trumps all of them. And if you've never thought about it before, it is kind of fun to think about what your top five love languages are in order. I'm sure there's like a quiz somewhere that you can take to see what your order is. But if you don't feel like doing that, just think about not only how you like to receive love, but also how you like to give love because even that sometimes can have a distinction. I want to go through and use the love languages as a guide to talk about ways to give that love back to yourself. And like I said, these things apply whether you're in a relationship or not. Even if you're in a healthy, amazing relationship with your soulmate, It is always so important to prioritize your own self-love and your own love languages and give it back to yourself. First, let's start with physical touch. So physical touch is when you feel the most love when you're actually getting physical affection from someone. Things like hugs and cuddling and kissing and holding hands if you're in a relationship or with someone, but you're probably like, how the heck am I supposed to do that alone? Well, you absolutely can. 
If physical touch is your love language or one of your top love languages, you can absolutely still give that back to yourself, but it just looks a little bit different. I know it's not completely the same, but even having a weighted blanket or a really nice blanket gives you that feeling of comfort, that feeling of safety, that feeling of security. Having really comfortable pillows and a really nice sleeping arrangement Nice clothes like that actually feel comfortable. I'm not saying nice in terms of monetary nice, but like actual comfortable clothes that you like wearing. Our clothes hug our body all day. Why wouldn't we want to wear something that really feels comfortable on? I have this pair of leggings from Amazon and I grab them more than any other pair of leggings I have. And they're only $13 or something crazy like that because they are so soft. They're so soft. They're so comfortable. They fit perfectly. Like they are just that perfect pair of leggings. I'm sure you have an item of clothing that you gravitate more towards because it's so comfortable over some of the other pairs. Cultivating more of that into your life is an example of how to get more physical touch on your own. Other things would be anything that's self-care related. So applying lotion is so underrated for physical touch. And the key to doing this is romanticizing it. You're not just applying lotion because you have to. You're really taking your time and making sure you get your ankles. You're getting your elbows extra good. You're getting the hard to reach places. You're taking your time and making it an act of self-care rather than just something that you have to do. Same with dry brushing, using your dry brush and really taking your time to circulate, go towards your heart, do it right, do it without just rushing through it, shaving your legs, using an exfoliator, all of these things, and actually use products that you like and feel really good while you're applying them. I like to use Dove Sensitive Skin Body Wash because it feels so good when you're using it. Like it's so thick, it's so like sudsy and creamy, and it just feels good on your body. It feels like I'm actually like moisturizing my body when I'm washing my body. And don't just stop with the body, do it to your hair too. Hair masks, leave-in conditioner, any kind of hair care. Also, obviously, skin care, eye patches, face masks face serums, all of those things that really feel good. And like I mentioned, using products that genuinely feel good, not only that feel good later after you have it on, but also products that feel good in that moment. While you're applying it, that in itself is a romanticized view of physical touch to yourself. And those are things that you can do all the time. Those are things that you can do almost every day or every other day. Other things that maybe you're not going to do as often and are more of a splurge are things like getting a mani-pedi. There is nothing more feminine and more romantic than going out and getting a manicure and a pedicure, having them use the cheese grater on your heels, like really getting feminine and into your body. It's such a girl thing to go do and it feels so good when it's done and it lasts for weeks and you keep looking at your nails all happy and excited about it. And then lastly, this is definitely more of a splurge, but getting a massage. Getting a massage is a perfect way to show yourself some self-love, especially through physical touch. And what's nice is it's one of the ones that's not really weird to go by yourself. You're forced to be fully present. You can't go on your phone. You can't be distracted by anything else. You have to sit there and enjoy it. Next up, let's talk about quality time. Now, according to Dr. Chapman, the author of The Five Love Languages, he says that quality time is when you value someone giving their undivided attention to you or you value giving the other person your undivided attention. It's really not just about spending time with someone, 
but spending quality time with someone, which means it's undistracted, it's in the moment, it's present. In order to do that for yourself, the same rules apply. When's the last time you spent quality time with yourself? When's the last time you spent undivided, completely present, not distracted time with yourself? Do you find yourself always using something to distract you, like going on social media, watching podcasts, videos, etc., to avoid spending this quality time with yourself? There is so much power in the silence and spending time completely alone, off your phone, unplugged, completely present. Even reading a book wouldn't necessarily count as quality time, in my opinion, because you're reading someone else's thoughts and someone else's perspectives. In order to spend quality time with yourself, you have to silence all of that and really spend time alone and with yourself. The way to do this is go on more solo dates. Do more things by yourself. Anything that you want to do with someone else, you can absolutely do by yourself. And it builds a ton of confidence when you take something that's meant for friends or couples and you do it alone. Like going to a nice dinner for one, sitting at the table, challenging yourself not to go on your phone, not to distract yourself, and really enjoy the meal, get your favorite meal, get dessert if you want, get a glass of wine, do whatever is going to make you feel romantic. But if that's not your thing, you can also do other things that are less intimidating, like any new class or hobby alone. Take yourself to a new class and see how confident and great you feel afterwards. For example... I went to a hip-hop class a couple weeks ago. I talked about it last week. Completely alone. It was an hour away. I didn't know anyone there. I'd never been there before. There was no chance that I was going to run into someone that I knew. And it was honestly so nice to go somewhere and be a complete stranger. I really enjoyed my own company. I was able to really feel confident in myself afterwards. And on the way there, I did not feel like that. On the way there, I was a little bit nervous. I was a little bit intimidated. I was wondering, is everyone else going to be better than me there? Like, I was so nervous. And then I get there, and I had so much fun, and I really felt good afterwards. You don't always need to have a friend or a partner or someone with you by your side to do the things that you want to do. And it's so empowering and so confidence-boosting to go and do these things by yourself especially when it's something so authentic to you. Like I don't really have a lot of friends that want to go take a hip hop class with me and that are at my same level with dance, but I can't let that stop me just because I don't have someone to go with me. If there's something that you want to go do and you don't have anyone to do it with you, go do it by yourself. Even traveling, like if there's a place that you want to travel to that you don't have friends that will travel with you, you don't have a partner that will travel with you, Go take a vacation. Go take a trip alone. Solo travel is so empowering. It's so much fun. And when it's something authentic to you, you enjoy it a hundred times more. Something really nice too about traveling by yourself and doing these things that you want to do by yourself is you don't have to cater to anyone else. When you go travel somewhere by yourself, you don't have to worry about what your friends want to do, what your partner wants to do. You just get to take care of you and do things that you actually want to do. And even that is liberating. You can eat where you want to eat and go get a snack. If you want ice cream, you can get ice cream. Like whatever you authentically want to do, 
I find that when I'm by myself, I do more of that because I don't have to worry about anyone else. I don't have to validate anyone else. I don't have to care about anyone else's opinions. I only have to care about my own. And that is so fun and so liberating. And we kind of forget to do that in the day to day. Even if a vacation is out of your budget or out of your like vacation time and all of that stuff, take a staycation. Go somewhere for one night for a little short weekend. One of my clients, Alyssa, she would go on a staycation every year by herself. She would spend the weekend, go wherever she wanted, and she would journal, and she would just spend time by herself. And it was time for her to focus and show love to herself. And I always thought that was so cool because how many people really do that? Like, we'll spend money on other people's trips, people's weddings, people's bachelorette bachelor parties, whatever. But then when it comes to yourself, you won't spend the money to go on a staycation or a vacation by yourself. Next one is acts of service. And if acts of service is your love language, according to Dr. Chapman, this means that actions speak louder than words, which means that it's when people take the trash out for you or wash the dishes or do any kind of action for you act of service to show their love like someone going and warming your car up or wiping off the ice anything like that is considered acts of service now for yourself this means that the prep work and doing the hard things is where you actually show love to yourself and the way to do this is to spend any free self-care time that you have doing those things that set you up for success Maybe the next weekend that you have free, you spend time decluttering, taking out the trash, donating old clothes, doing things that you normally wouldn't have time for that really make a positive impact in your mental space later on. So any kind of prep work thing is going to be considered acts of service. Also keeping your space nice and tidy. Keep your space organized. Keep everything in line. That's going to give you that little act of service to yourself. And then also preparing nutritious meals, especially if you don't normally do this. Prep them ahead of time and give yourself that little act of love throughout the week. If it's meal prepping, getting your little containers, doing whatever you need to do to set yourself up for the entire week. Something that I've been doing is on Sundays or whenever I have time over the weekend, I'll make myself like a little special dessert and it'll be like a special healthy snack, a new recipe that I've never made before. This week I made these like chocolate peanut butter Reese bars, but they're not actually Reese's. They're peanut butter, protein powder, flaxseed, honey, so good. And then I packaged them up into little individual like tinfoil wrappings. And every day I take one and I put it in my lunchbox and I eat it after lunch. And it's just a little reward to me. And all week I get happy about it. Like every day I look forward to my little tiny Reese bar that I made. And it's because I spent that time on Sunday to give myself that little act of service throughout the entire week. Things like that really do go a long way. Number four is words of affirmation. And this is where people use words to affirm you. If you really like words of affirmation, you like compliments, you like being told nice things, you like being told all the things that you want to hear. In order to give this to yourself, one easy way is if you have time in the morning or in your planner or on your to-do list, wherever you write things down, add a couple affirmations to your list every morning. Write things down that you already love about yourself or qualities that you want more of. For example, I am confident. I am a superstar. Whatever you want to say to yourself, write down those affirmations. 
every morning or as often as you can to really give yourself that affirmation in the morning. Other things that you can do is keep little positive reminders around. So maybe it's post-it notes around that say nice things. Maybe the background on your phone has a nice quote that really speaks to you. Maybe you have a whiteboard or positive signs around in the bathroom, places like that, that really remind you of positive things. Another one that you can do is sign up for a daily positive text reminder. I know that there are so many platforms and blogs and websites that have different reminders that can be sent to them. Sign up for a positive text reminder. Sign up for a positive email newsletter. You get so many emails and so many text messages. Why not add one that's positive? And then lastly, this is something that I do and I like to recommend to people is keeping a small wins journal. This is where you write down all of your small wins and it can be small, it can be big and you add it all into one place. It is so nice, not only in the moment to like add it down because you feel happy about it, but it's also nice to look back on and remind yourself of the things that you've done and the things that you've accomplished. I've written big things from getting a promotion to really small things like saying no to something I didn't want to do, holding the door for someone, buying someone coffee, someone buying me coffee, any kind of small win or big win goes into this journal. And then when I'm feeling really low, I like to look back on it and be reminded by like my achievements and my happy moments and things that have happened in my life. And then lastly is gifts. It doesn't matter how big or small the gift is. A gift is a gift, and that's what's important for this love language. However, it will be important to budget accordingly if this really is your love language. My one friend Hannah, her love language is 1,000% gifts. Like, over every other one, this is hers. And when we first became friends, I was kind of shocked because before her, I had never met someone that genuinely had gifts as their love language. So she would do like little gifts for people, including me. And I would be like, why are you doing this? And then obviously now we've been friends for years and I can see like that it really is her genuine way of showing love. And she likes to receive love like that, no matter how big or how small. She lives in Chicago when I went to visit her and she literally had a goodie bag waiting for me and our other friend Emily and I was like so blown away because it just had like little skincare products. It had all little trinkets, a toothbrush, like whatever we needed was in that bag and even her mom's love language has to be gifts because she sent us home with three Polish ornaments like That is the definition of gifts being your love language when you genuinely get joy from giving gifts to other people. Ways that I incorporate this into my life towards myself, my favorite way to do this is to buy something extra at the grocery store. So when I'm going grocery shopping, I'll get everything on my list and then I'll pick one more fun thing. Like it could be a little dessert, it could be a different type of bagel, it could be like anything that I see that I'm like, that would be so fun to get, I'll get one extra thing. And to me, that's like so fun because it's something I wouldn't normally buy. And then when I use it, it's like a small little treat to myself. And it reminds me of when I bought it. Other things you could do is buy yourself flowers. Really, any kind of gift towards yourself is going to show this one. But it's important to put aside money for a little self-love budget if this is your top love language. You can use your achievements and celebrations to kind of guide when's a good time to give to yourself and show yourself extra love. But even just random, like like I said, going to the grocery store and getting a special treat, like that's not for any special occasion. It's just a reminder to myself 
For gifts, if it's really your love language or one of your top ones, you know that it doesn't matter how big or how small the gift is. So even something small that just reminds yourself, something nostalgic that you used to enjoy, those things show you self-love. All right, those are the five love languages adopted for self-love, no matter what stage of love, no matter what relationship status you are in. I hope you really liked or learned something from this. Definitely let me know your ideas from each love language and also let me know your top love languages because I've never taken a quiz or anything, but I think there's a quiz on the love language website that you can take just off of my speculations about myself. Doing this episode, I think my order of top to least would be quality time as number one. Love that. Maybe physical touch as number two, which is crazy because I never would have said that a couple years ago. Then third, maybe acts of service. Four, maybe gifts, which used to be my bottom one, but I think that it's moved its way up. And then five would be words of affirmation. I'm still up for discussion on all of those, so let me know your order with a reason why, because I really want to know, and after quality time, the rest are up for debate. So let me know with your reasons. And definitely follow the podcast on Instagram at Nerdy and Flirty Pod. Thank you so much for listening. I hope you have a great day. We're in February, so show yourself some self-love. Practice the love languages on yourself. And I will talk to you next week. Have a great day. Bye.